Yo, it's shaking AC. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm just uh, drinking my coffee here. Love the mug. I, what, what do you love? Franchising? I love franchising. I love franchising. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dog. You want to go for a walk? That's my favorite. You want to yeah. eat? That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Now, all kidding aside, I have this mug. It was a gift from the Canadian Franchise Association. Shout out to them, CFA. And I, I actually purposely leave it on my desk because I've got like glass. I'm like in a fishbowl here. My okay. And so people can go by and see like, I love franchising. So maybe I can get some business from it. All right. <laughs> but kidding aside, I don't, I, I, what I don't like about it is I don't want it to seem like I push franchising. I think if anything, I, I probably turn more people away from franchising. Um, can you believe that I get people that I get on calls with who want to franchise their business and I ask them what's their motivation? And I've heard things like, you know, um, I, I, want, uh, I want a more passive income. They want to sit back. Yeah. Yeah. You're a franchisor. So you know how funny that sounds. The other one is, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired of people and dealing with the staff. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. it's only going to get worse when the people have invested their life savings and are counting on you to help them be profitable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a totally separate business. You think you've got uh, like a location that's working and then you just want to franchise it. It's like, it's not like step and repeat. You put something in the photocopier, it goes like, this is a whole other business. You end up going home and eating your emotions on a regular basis. Yeah. Have you done that lately? Yeah, actually, I had, a, I had an entire chicken today. I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so I just needed chicken. You know, those greasy <laughs> ones on the rotisserie at the store. Uh. <laughs> Is that kind of like when you, uh, when you like get really sad and you like, you like grab a spoon and you eat like a, a tub of ice cream? Um, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I don't usually do that for me. It's always chicken. Yeah. So today that, so this is what I had. This wasn't very uh, comfort food for me today. My greens daily dose of uh, blended for you smoothie. Yeah. It was smoothie, smoothie in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It's getting me through, but I think with this whole talk about chicken, I might have to go home and find some rotisserie chicken as well. Your food looks like what my food eats. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ramp that up. But, uh, anyway, we're here to rant. Yeah. Rant? Let's rant. You want to rant about unit economics? Let's, oh my God. I love unit level <laughs> economics. It's my favorite thing. Unit economics is my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, it's something that I don't think people quite understand. I think they think they get it. But, you know, when I speak to early franchisors, I often find some gaps. So maybe I'll talk about that in a minute. But let's start with you as a franchisor. You've got about 23 franchises largest VR franchise in the world. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So what, uh, what's your take on, I'll just say that, what's your take on unit economics? Well, I think first thing that people get confused is that word economics and they think it means numbers. So unit level numbers, it's, that's not the case. Economics is how the numbers interact with each other. You know, how, how much you should have in terms of operating expenses, in terms of cost of goods sold, et cetera, to make your business model work the way the franchisor designed it. And what happens if you change it, right? Like if you change your marketing spend from $100 to $200 to $300, a linear spend, that doesn't mean that your revenue will grow linearly. It could grow exponentially. It could stay flat. That's the nature of economics as you'd have it, right? Um, so I, I think that's a lot of times what the confusion is. Somebody says, know your unit level economics. And they're like, okay, I know my numbers. No, it's not mm. the same. At least not in my opinion. You know what I mean? 
Right. Yeah. I think that's been a bit of the thing that I've been trying to figure out is what are people thinking when they think of unit economics? And where I see a big gap is, is, is that exactly that. And I always tell people that you need to know, I put it in the perspective of like percentages of sales. So like you need to know for each thing that you're spent, just to simplify it right down, each thing the franchisee is spending money on, what percentage of sales should they be spending? What amount should they be spending as a percentage of sales? So for example, what's your labor percent? You know, when back when I was a franchisee, our goal at M&M, when we were working, if we were working in the business, we knew we could get our labor down to 7% of sales. Mm-hmm. So that was our target. If we were, if we were adding ourselves in as labor, if not, then it was maybe more like, you know, 10 or 12% or whatever it was because we were superhumans. But, um, knowing each of those things and what should you be spending on marketing? What percentage on, on, you know, maybe education or, you know, travel or whatever those other things are, you know? And so is that, guys put a lot of attention to. Well, yeah, actually that, that raises a question that I have for you is, um, how, how should a franchisee know what their unit level economics should be in your opinion, from your experience? Cause I, I have my own opinions, of course. Yeah, that's a great question. And I get asked that question all the time. And, and actually that's a, a good point that I should, a thing I should throw in here is that it does, it can take time. One unit alone typically doesn't give you enough of the picture in my opinion, because there's variables. Mm-hmm. But you can sort of, we've talked to you and I've worked on this together where we, you know, you can normalize some of the variables and say, for example, if a franchisor opened a, a, a business and the rent is really high and they realize now that they didn't need to be in that prime location, that they probably could have been in a B location or they didn't need that much space. Yeah. And so, okay. If I were to do this again, I would make this a smaller physical space. So my rent would be lower. That would be the targeted rent that I'd be going for getting that figured out. So I think it starts with the franchisor should be looking at their corporate location. And I think that they should, well, I always tell my clients early on to take out royalties of their corporate business so that they can Mm -hmm. feel what it does to the the bottom line and add fund and whatever other ongoing fees. I think we're probably looks like you're going to say the same thing because you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." (laughs) So like get, get, get that template of, of like take out if, you know, um, if you're running like a bunch of like entertainment through the business, take that out. If it doesn't apply to what a franchisee would need to spend money on to be profitable in the business. Right. So get it like to what should be in there, figure out those percentages to the best of your ability, start there. And then as you grow more units, kind of check if the, you know, if things are, are making sense, how did I do? Did I pass? I, I think you nailed it. Yeah. A plus gold star. <laughs> no, I I I completely agree with you. That <laughs> I love franchising. Um, the unit level economics need to be uh, determined by the franchisor through trial and error, through one location, through ten locations, whatever it is. When and then when they sell a franchise to a prospect, that prospect should know that these are what the percentages should look like more or less given other exterior variables that might affect, you know, your demographic, your psychographics of your, of your customers, et cetera. Um, and then, and then you work within those parameters and that franchisor before they start franchising, they got to see how viable is this from a financial perspective? If, yeah. If you're in a business that's that has really, kind of important, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. There's, 
if, if you've created a business or you're in an industry that has really thin margins, like, like food and beverage or whatever it is, um, and you're only bringing in 7% and you're happy with that, right? Let's say 7% gives you like a hundred thousand dollars salary. This is awesome. I'm going to go franchise. Every one of you new franchisees, you're going to bring in a hundred thousand dollars at 7%. Oh, by the way, I'm going to charge you a 7% royalty. I'm not charging myself that. Next thing you know, they're just breaking even and it isn't feasible, right? So your unit level economics have to be, you know, as a franchisor, in my opinion, at least, they got to be great for you, you know, so that your business is survivable. But when you factor in all these other things, they got to be great for your franchisee. And if the franchisee has other things that, that stick in and or out, you know, maybe this, this month had like an extra entertainment expense or something, just like you said, you got to normalize this stuff to see if your business is operating efficiently, if your numbers are efficient. Um, and if you're in the process of selling it, doing a resale or whatever, that's kind of what you're looking at. You're not going to say, well, my business is worth $10 uh, when it's really actually worth $100 because you're including that one time that you- or like you know, you've got a, you're running a boat through the business or a- you know, like yeah. they're like, I'm not making any money. Like I love those ones, right? I know. I don't know what else to no, do no. with all my boats. Yeah, my, my car, extra convertible cars. So, um, the, the one big action step I I get I really recommend people be doing more of because I guess well one pain point I see a lot is that that when it comes to the profit and loss statement, which is where you're going to start as the, the analysis of whether or not they're matching and meeting the, the goal unit economics, you know, mm -hmm. that template of percentages, yeah. um, co collecting P and L's from franchisees is a nightmare. So that'll be a topic for another day, how you can foster that and build that into your system, which I know you guys have a great way of doing that. So we'll talk about that another day, All right. 2.0 or 3.0 or something like that. But you know, I think um, I, 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 a lot of franchisors are like, I don't know how to, like, how do I guide the franchisee? And so what I tell them is sit down with them, whether that's on a, a Zoom video call or in person if you're, if you're small enough and they're in close by, and go through the items and say, like, okay, you spend a lot of money on this or what, what, what happened here? Like, check. And I think you told me that you did that and you found that you had a franchisee that was and maybe didn't know any better, but they were spending all this money on a cleaning person when they could have had their staff doing that and wait, you know, wasting money. Yeah. I mean, my official title is CFO, uh, which stands for chief bean counter. Um, but if ever a franchisee has a question about money or finances or numbers or anything like that, um, I'm always available to them hundred percent. And I've always offered them, listen, if you guys want to do a profit and loss analysis and go through and try to normalize your statements and have me explain to you um, what the unit level economics of your business should be, how it's valued, what EBITDA means. <laughs> okay, we've got to go because we're at the end. Okay, okay, okay. I'll explain but, EBITDA later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's save EBITDA for the next time. But yeah, the point is sit down with them. And, and my recommendation would be, I know this sounds like, yeah, in a perfect world, great, but really there's a lot of value if you can get them on a monthly schedule of doing that. So if you can start that before, like when they first become a franchisee, you're golden. Yeah, totally, totally. Dig it, 100%. All right, awesome. Well, let's let's wrap up the rant. Hopefully uh, you don't have to go eat any more chicken. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for now. We'll see. We'll see how long this lasts. Let's try to keep your emotions in check. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do you say it or am I saying it? <laughs> well, let's both say it. One, okay. two, three. Go, go be awesome. awesome. <laughs>
<laughs> we didn't even think of it. <laughs>